Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. And here we go again. <laughs> so, tell your story. Tell my story. All right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, last weekend I went rafting. All right. And uh, it, was, it was fun. Like, we went with uh, one of my fiance's friends. Like, their whole family goes rafting, so we took some friends with ours, mm -hmm. of ours with them. And they had some friends, and my, my fiance had some friends. It was a bunch of friends, like maybe like 10 or 15 people. And we had a couple different rafts. And kind of what you do is while you're going down the river, you do the rapids, and then in each in each raft, there's like a bag of like beer. <laughs> so it's like kind of like rapids, calm, rapids, calm. So the river goes rapids, oh my god, crazy. And then it like there's like maybe like five minutes of calm, and you just kind of like paddle a little bit, no big deal, pass around a beer, drink it. So I guess like um, one of the rafts ahead of us, when they went to the rapids, they dropped a beer like into the river accidentally. So when we were rafting. We just we were we were in the river just like rafting you know paddling whatever. It's like hey what's that over there? And it was like oh it's a beer can, you know. And we thought it was empty, because like oh it's like trash. We should go pick it up. You know do the right thing, get it out of the nature or whatever, and clean it up. And then we picked it up. It's like hey this is a full beer can. <laughs> it's not even like open. So then we drank it and it was it was awesome because it was what I have here a bottle of Simple Times Lager. <laughs> now we're not sponsored by Simple Times Lager. This Simple is... Times Lager, for those times when simpler things happened. <laughs> actually, no, no, it's a can. Actually, not a bottle. And we picked it up, and it's like, Simple Times. All right, this is this reminds me of simpler times because, you know, back in the simpler times, you would go and catch your food, and then you would eat it. You know, it's like a more wholesome like uh, process. Mm -hmm. You know, and here this reminds me of simpler times when I go and catch my beer. And then I can enjoy it. Like I'm, I don't feel like I'm wasting. You know what I mean? It's like you're living off the fat of the river. Yeah. And it, not only that, it's 6.2 percent alcohol by volume. Well, that's good. Which is pretty solid. That's, I mean, it's, that's pretty strong for beer. Yeah, it is very strong for beer. Actually, yeah. I had one. I had two last night, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Huh. It reminded me of simpler times. Well, I guess the people in the raft in front of you had been drinking so much simple times that they just couldn't hang on to their beer. Maybe the rapids, you know, yeah. they got to them. Maybe, <laughs> you know, the rapid pace of life. Just <laughs> Wow. Zing, we're off to a good start. <laughs> they needed to go back to simpler times. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so what happens, I mean, if you're, if you're drinking in the interim spots between the rapids, you better hope that you got through the toughest rapids at the beginning. Oh, it's not that bad. I mean, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, if, you, if you're like, oh, we've had like four drinking breaks, here comes the biggest rapids, and we're kind of tipsy. That's, that's dangerous. It is. It's dangerous, or it's better. That might be. You'd be so like, that was a class five. You're calmed down, you know? You're like, all like, okay, I'm relaxed. You know, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You're like a little more loose. I can accept death at this point. <laughs> well, it's not quite that bad. But it's kind of like, I feel like I play pool better after one drink. Because mm. you're more at ease? Maybe. I don't know what it is. But like, yeah, I'll go to the bar and then I'll have that first beer. And it's like, wow, I'm playing like a lot better than I normally do. You know, like, it'll even be the situation where like, It'll be uh, like you know quarters on the table, and you like just play random people, uh -huh. and then the person who wins just gets to stay on the table. The next person pays the game or whatever. I've like won three games in a row before. Wow! And then I'll have that second beer, and then it's just over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh scratch. I mean, it's not quite that bad. It's just like I don't know what it is. It's just like maybe it's just bad luck, and you know that the sample size is not really that big. 
I'm not, like, I don't really go out to bars and, like, hustle people and whatever, so I don't really get the opportunity. I don't think you can hustle people at the quarters table. No, you... No, I, I guess <laughs> not. I mean, you could probably work out some sort of way, yeah. Uh, like, you could be, start betting on games and the person who wins. Yeah, but it, usually you know. the places they have a table with quarters is not exactly like a no, pool hall. that is true. It's like the, the you know... The pool halls don't don't put quarters in the machine. That's you just, true. That's you go true. up to the front and get the, get the rack and balls. The rack and balls. Right. <laughs> On that note. Actually, uh, here's another um, interesting. So another thing about alcohol, like you were saying with the, with the rapids, like you better hope that you got the right one. I think there's a little bit of fear, or fear does a little bit of sobering up. Mm. Like it somehow instantly soberizes you. Yeah. So one time I went, uh, I went skiing with some friends of mine up at Mammoth, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of like uh, it's on the other side of Yosemite mm-hmm. because there's the front side and the or the east side and the west side. It's on the east side of it, and uh, we we went and we were you know we uh, snowboarded. I'm not like awesome at snowboarding. I go like maybe once a year. So like the first you know third of the day is like remembering what you knew. Mm-hmm. The second day is practicing what you knew, and then the last third of the day is oh I got a little bit better. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. So we went and we, you know, we snowboarded from like maybe eight in the morning when the I think the mountain opened usually at eight, and then we went till about twelve. Had lunch, went to the lodge, and was like, oh, okay, we'll have a beer, you know, and like we'll still have some, we'll have like a Bud Light, no big deal, mm-hmm. you know, it's like nothing too serious. Right, right. But unfortunately, all four of us had bought rounds for each other. Uh, like we're like we all showed up and we we're all holding like four like four glasses each. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> One Bud Light would have been fine. Two would have been fine. Four is not fine. (laughs) But you got to drink it. You have to drink it. You don't want to be wasteful. Once you have it. So we had it in front of us. We drank them all. By that point, like the third one, we're like, oh, this this is probably like... Not a good idea. <laughs> you know? And like at that point, like one of my friends, have you heard of that emergency stuff? What? Emergency. Oh, it's like vitamins. Yeah. It was but... invented by a school teacher. No, no, I think that's um, Airboyne or oh, something. Oh, damn it. But oh, it's, it's oh. along the same lines where oh, it's like basically this like packet of powder uh-huh. and you put it in like your juice or like your water. Did you put it in beer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't do that, but that's that's where we were oh, <laughs> after three beers. That's bad. like my friend's like, well, I kind of want to drink this, but I kind of want to drink this Bud Light also. So we just put it here, drink that, and then we're like, <laughs> well, it's like one thirty. We paid for the entire day. I'm not gonna go home from the ski lift at one thirty, mm-hmm. you know. So let's just do this. Like let's just we'll just eat a lot of food and hope that it works out, you know. So we got back on the lift, and on the lift, I was kind of like. I really shouldn't be on this lift right now. Uh-huh. Like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, like, this is this is bad. I don't think the lift is rocking as much as right. I feel it's rocking. <laughs> but it was a very long lift. I will put it. I will say that. And about halfway up, I started feeling a lot more sober, <laughs> just out of like sheer fear. It's like, this is bad news. This I don't want to be the guy news. that crashes at the top of the lift. Exactly. And then, uh, and by the time I got to the top, I was like. Pretty much good to go. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, okay, I could do this now." It was like amazing. I don't, and it might have been like the cold air, the like the thin air, might have been the lift. Who knows what it was? But I felt like I'm just saying, fear does an amazing job of sobering you up. All right. Or at least makes you act, feel like you're acting sober. I mean, maybe your blood alcohol doesn't change, but uh, that's that's my story. That'd be an interesting thing to test. You could do a, a you know a good research thing on that, I'm sure. Yeah, just like scare the hell out of somebody. It's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> out of drunk people. 
You first you uh, you know you measure people's uh, cognitive abilities when they're when they've been drinking, and then you scare the hell out of them, and you measure. And you know, it's maybe be, maybe not even cognitive abilities, but like reaction time and stuff right. like that. Well, you know, I, I remember, I, I forget when I saw this video, but it might have been when I was taking Gyro Z, but they would have this, it was like a Navy class or something like that, and they had like a bunch of like uh, enlisted people, and then two of them would uh, would drive, like take a driving simulator, and they did like it, they did pretty well, and then they would get them liquored up, mm-hmm. right? Just the two people. Everybody else would be watching them, like getting liquored up, but just, just these two people would get liquored up, and then they would do the exact same test again, and they were like, Hitting pylons, and like <laughs> killing people or whatever, you know. And it's like, it'd be interesting because it's probably a certain kind of fear that makes you uh, sober, right? Mm. Like this fear that I felt was like the fear of death, mm. you know. And not the fear of death per se, per se, but like injury, you know, <laughs> and like isolation at the top of a mountain. Right, right. I, I would say that qualifies as fear of death. Whereas, yeah. like, if I just like, hey. Like I just scared you, boom. like boo. You know what I mean? Like, oh. <laughs> well, let's watch The Ring. You know, you're not gonna sober up if you watch like a movie that's scary. Right? That's you have to true. be like genuinely, like heart poundingly scared. You know, uh, like so, like you drop them off a building, but they're attached to a bungee cord, kind of fear. Yeah, yeah. Or you get them. Re- you don't even have to do that, right? You just like push them. Yeah. You know, or you put them on the edge and you push them really hard, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. You know. Or, or you know, maybe in this situation, it was, um, there's, I guess there's different kinds of fear, right? Like, one is, like, boo fear, where it's like, oh, you, like, startled me. Mm-hmm. Two is, like, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And that's, like, the thing is, the boo fear makes, uh, it's like, um, it's like a three-second fear. I don't know, I've had, I've had that sort of, like, you know, you get startled. I've had that stick with me for more than, you know. But you're, like, start, you're like shaken. But, like, you're immediately, oh, I'm fine. There's no big deal. But you're kind of like, oh, your heart's pounding. But it's like you're coming down, right? But, like, if you're scared for, like, a minute, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's almost like when you're climbing a roller coaster. You know, like, yeah. And if you were the type to be scared of, like, that descent, you know, you'd be like, oh, this is so scary. This is so scary. What's going to happen? And then, like, you know, and then it's fine, you know. That's all I'm saying. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Boop. And then, oh, I had a I had a topic. Um, I heard the other day uh, somebody was talking about, I forget what it was, but you know, like you're like somebody did something offensive to somebody, and you're somebody was retelling the story, mm-hmm. and they're like, I can't believe they did that. Like the least they could have done was this, you know. And it's always like, you always say that, but that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, you're always, like, that person is so crazy. Like, they're walking through the park, killing people, and they're naked. The least they could have done is put on clothes. You know, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, that's... That, no. Nobody ever, like, nobody ever gives them credit for having clothes on or, like, having, like, you know, the least amount of decency. It's always, like, they've done something extremely offensive, and, like, you're just going to hold them to that. Mm. Like, oh, like, for example, like, the Octomom. The least she could have done is had six kids. You know? <laughs> or... You know, or uh, Jack the Ripper. The least he could have done is, like, put them at ease before I killed them. I'm just saying, like, people say that a lot. It's just kind of funny that you always, like, the least he could have done was this. Yeah. Well, usually I think a lot of times that's that's said in irony. It is uh, said in irony, but it's like it's a waste of breath, really. That's all I'm saying. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> no more irony. We, well, you know... I would say over the last 10 years, sarcasm's been kind of overused. Oh, yeah. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> now, see, now, see, a couple of years ago, I invented this thing called sarcasm, sarcasm. 
<laughs> oh, you invented that? I did. All right, let's, I did. let's hear it to explain. Scott, you're looking really good today. So you can't tell if I'm actually saying you look good or you don't look good. It's sarcasm, sarcasm. Mm. It's like, no, no, I was I was actually saying you look good, but I was joking around and making it seem like I didn't think you look good. Mm. Or like, oh. That added layer. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like sarcasm on top of sarcasm. So it's, it's like I'm just talking, but it's not just talking. It's sarcasm, sarcasm. <laughs> So you you might actually mean what you're saying in a somewhat sarcastic voice. Yeah, no, you mean you you exactly mean what you're saying, but oh. you're you're using you're employing a sarcastic voice just to sort of be entertaining. Yes, uh. yes, yes, and it's all about entertainment. Like if I went to somebody's house, for example, and they had cooked dinner for me, you're like, oh, that's really good. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, this is like this is the best ever, I guess. You know? I don't know if you invented that. Have you ever heard anybody use it before? I think so. <laughs> I think usually when you're teasing somebody and you do something like that sarcastically, I think I've done that. Sorry. I didn't call it sarcastic. You can patent the no, name. No, no, no. See, you, have, see, you have the intellectual property like, rights on the name. No, but that's different because, see, like, when you're teasing somebody, you're like, this is so terrible. because you're, that, No, you're, no, no. But I would be like, I would be like, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, but no, you don't do that. Like nobody does that. Only I've done that. Oh, oh. I'm pretty sure I'm the first person that's done this. Because honestly, you do it the opposite way. You go like, this is this is awful. I don't know. I think you know what? I think that there there uh, there like a million people across the world who simultaneously invent the same that is sorts true. of things. That is true. That's... But in this situation, <laughs> you're the only one. I, I okay. No, I mean that that is an interesting point though. It's like such an invented sarcasm, 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 sarcasm. <laughs> Don't forget it. Use it out sometimes. See how it goes. It, it also takes a little bit of finesse. Like it's only certain people can pull it off. <laughs> I'm just saying this. I don't know if anyone can actually pull it off. Maybe it's just annoying. <laughs> so that's sarcasm, sarcasm, there, right? <laughs> wow, you're you're calling a spade a spade, I guess. Uh, I, that's like that. that's my style. Wow, that's my, I'm I'm saying ditch sarcasm altogether. Let's go back to calling a spade a spade. Simpler times. Yes, yeah, so that's why I drink simple times this, lager. This food is terrible. <laughs> that's that's what I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> and I'm leaving. <laughs> Is there McDonald's around here? Because that would be better. <laughs> uh, oh yes, good times. What well, else? No, I, on the on the inventing things oh, yes. thing, I think uh, there was like when I was a little kid. There were, oh, I feel like I invented the phrase "cool beans." No. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did. No. And and then other people uh, copied it, and suddenly, like when I was uh, when I was leading this group of kids in uh, Idaho, one from Maine used the phrase "cool beans" a lot. A Mainer. A Mainer. A Mainite. Well, uh, and we I was like, I was like, I think I invented that back in uh, 1992. Oh, because I feel like it was around before you were born. Cool beans. Yeah. No, they weren't. No. There were only they were... hot beans. Hot beans. <laughs> How did they start out? Keen beans. Keen. Did you invent keen also, or keen is like the cold river cool? No, keen, keen was uh, keen was back in the fifties, I think. Oh, uh, PG keen. Yeah. And uh, like. Uh, what the hell does keen mean? It's like cool. Yeah, I know, but what like cool? At least you say okay, that derived from a temperature word. What well, did keen mean? But wouldn't you want things to be hot? Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, I'm that, I'm saying that these two words, meaning a popular and acceptable thing, ah. 
derived from another you know a, the same word has a has a actual oh, well, meaning so you're keen on something keen on something yeah what does I'm, that mean oh like uh i'm keen on uh means like, i'm interested in that yeah 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 okay do you think that derived from like that uh ken which is like scottish for knowing I, i'm sure that's what it meant yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah i think that's yes there it is we discovered something today ah truth Mm, sort of. No. Ding. We need like a little bell. Like ding, a, ding. Like a, yeah, like one of those bellhop bells. Yeah, yeah. Though I don't know that we've, we, we seem to have been moving further and further away from the search for truth. That's, a, that's, a, that's an issue. Unless we actually invented something, then maybe we can. <laughs> but is that really true? I mean, like, that's, that's more of a fact. And there's a difference between truth and fact. I think. Is there? Yeah, yeah. Fact is like an observable. Uh, uh, you know, like this thing fell off the table. It's a fact. But truth, I think, has more to do with like a logical derivation. Be like, this is a irrefutable truth. And facts can be irrefutable too if you have evidence. I guess, like, uh, maybe you know, maybe if you almost uh, talked into the, like the world of statistics and like probability, it'd be like the difference between an event and like a. a uh, a phenomenon or like a like a distribution like oh this has like a normal distribution but one of the events you know it like the realization this particular event falls within this generality yeah right so like generally when you push things off a table it will fall that's a yes. truth right but the fact that this thing fell is just like the one time thing of it happening right right or or i would say that the truth would be that you know uh you know, if pushed off a table, a thing will fall. Uh, I pushed the watch off the table, therefore the watch would fall. I didn't even have to see it, but there, right. you know, the truth, truth has been derived. And Assuming, that's... though, that my first premises were true. True, true. <laughs> it's like a Budweiser commercial. True. How many, how many other, like, beer slogans can we work into this podcast? What's <laughs> Three, that's three. <laughs> Although I don't think Simpler Times has a logo. They, well... Let's look at the can again. It says Simpler Times brand. <laughs> <laughs> Where Micro Miner Minhas Craft Brewery, Monroe, Wisconsin. So mm. no. No no slogan on it. But I guess most cans don't usually have the slogan on it. I don't know, like Budweiser has the king of beers, I think, on it. Does it? Yeah. It might. And then PBR, what's PBR got on it? Uh I don't know, but it's like the blue medal win winning. Yeah, or blue that's ribbon, sort of a slogan, I guess. I think isn't yeah. blue ribbon winner a slogan? It was like a long time ago. Wait, no. Winner of the 1959 World's Fair beer. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, that's the best you got. <laughs> and yet we keep buying. It. Uh... I've got a 12 pack in my trunk right now mm. from rafting, though. Uh, I don't normally just cruise around with a 12-pack of PBR. Hmm. Or any beer, for that matter. PBR is kind of a hipster beer, I guess. It's become, it's become it's that. Because the hipster set is kind of like quasi-retro. Very retro. Very ironic. Yes. That's why I don't like using sarcasm anymore. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair comment. What would be the opposite of that? Just like straight shooting it. What's yeah. Up? Yeah. I'm a real straight shooter, if you know what I mean. Where is that from? Mamas and the Papas. There it is. <laughs> All right. Anything else going on? Um, I got back from vacation. Oh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Aloha. Yeah. Mahalo. 
right. <laughs> so what'd you do there? I went snorkeling a lot. Oh, sweet. It was cool. I saw a lot of turtles. Oh, yeah? Turtles are very cool. Apparently, this is like the turtle time to... Turtle time. Yeah, to be out there. <laughs> and they're ninjas. Uh... uh uh, is that? Did they say that? Did they mean, turtle time! Turtle power! Turtle power! <laughs> turtle time was when they had a talk show. They're like it's turtle time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle time. That's right. It was turtle time for us, but for them, they yeah. were executing and using turtle, turtle power. power. Mm. Uh, let's see. Snorkeled. Went to the top. I was on the island of Maui, and oh, okay. Uh, okay, went cool. to the top of Haleakala, and uh, went to the Iao valley in the El needle in the west maui mountains it was cool you know it was i i had a very relaxing vacation i didn't do much i played a cool game called the settlers of Catan. oh yes that? i played that that's uh i played that decades ago we're sponsored again yeah. <laughs> no, no uh, apparently that's like a really popular game it's coming i think it's coming back or like people have like just rediscovered it but it's yeah. like one of the best games like it's the hexagons right yeah yeah it would be i think it would be a fun kind of like small gathering game right like if you got like six people together or something like that and hexagon six sides yeah there you go everybody gets a side of a hexagon and and i think that would just be kind of fun uh but it the game is like i don't know would you call it kind of like monopoly and kind of like uh risk maybe? yes yes i would say that it's a combination that it's like Basically, you uh, have have a segment of a, a physical kind of geography, and then you can lay roads down, mm -hmm. and it's strategic to cut off other people and lay down roads there, yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and you that, build right? you build settlements and cities, which are kind of like houses and hotels. Right. And uh, and yeah, the only thing is you don't you don't move around the board. You just you just buy stuff and put a, put it down on the board. It's cool. Oh, you know, it'd be um, an interesting politically incorrect version of this game. What's that? The settlers of Palestine. <laughs> that, wow, that you you're right. That would be an incredibly incorrect, <laughs> politically incorrect. Wow. So well, let's, wait, don't you you draw cards in that game, don't you? Yes. What would the cards be? <laughs> it would be like, oh, slingshot. Go back to slingshots. <laughs> Oh my god. I thought, well, are you playing as the Israeli settlers? Or well, the... there any, there's no other settlers, are there? Yeah, I guess so, but why would they have a slingshot? Wouldn't oh, they because have... they're being slingshot at. Like, those oh, are like the, it would be like the danger. Oh, the wow, hazard. that's really incorrect. You're, you're so wrong. <laughs> and you're so right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we can move on from that. That was Ooh, just a, that was a segue. That's a. Boop. <laughs> so, Israeli-Palestinian conflict. How do we solve that one? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> we as two totally uh, disinterested outsiders. Well, we could write to our congresswomen or congresspeople to stop, like, uh, pandering to the, uh, the lobbyists of a certain <laughs> nation. Oh, wow. Just, wow, go ahead and express. I would say up to, uh, up to this point, very few genuine opinions have been expressed on the irregular search for yeah, truth, I mean, but that might be one. Yeah, I don't mm. know. You know, like, I think there was a time where it was like, okay, you know, these people need to stop, like, bombing and all this stuff and, like, suicide bombing and terrorism and stuff like that. But I think maybe the more I've learned or the maybe the more I've, like, talked to people who are more on the other side, are more, more um, conciliatory, or not conciliatory, but... More uh, in line sympathetic, with Palestinians. Sympathetic to Palestinians. Yeah. You like, listen to their side. It's like, oh, well, basically, originally this was their land. And, and okay. And the thing is, it's complicated because apparently there was that six-day war. 
Right. Right, where everybody attacked Israel. Right. And then Israel... I mean, like, when you attack somebody and they win, then they take your land. That right. is only fair. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can't be mad at Israel for winning, can you? <laughs> no, right? Because, I mean, you can, but the fact is they won and then they took the land, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. But, okay, fine. So that's that. That's one, like, weird thing. But then the other side is... Now we have we've had some agreements, you know. It's been like the '90s. There were a couple agreements. There's right. been a couple agreements in the last decade, you know. And they were repeatedly putting more settlements, and taking more land. Right. You know, it'd right. be one thing if like, okay, we're just gonna stop here. But as I understand it, they're continuing to settle. They're continuing to like take away land and like mm-hmm. whatever, you know. And that's that. It just seems like it's throwing oil into the fire. Yeah. You know, it'd be one thing if it's like, okay, fine. We're going to stop here. Like, whether you like it or not, like, maybe we don't agree on this is where we're stopping. This is where we're stopping. Well, haven't they Haven't they sort of done that? Haven't they, like, you know, sort of built their wall or whatever? You know, you hear, you. it's like, I feel like every six months you hear something different. But yeah. you hear that, but then you also hear that they're continually making more set, settlements. Yeah. Well, I, uh, so, I don't know. I, I just to, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. Um, uh, if... Put yourself in the situation you're living back down in San Diego, right? And uh, and people start shooting rockets over from Mexico. Um, wouldn't you expect our country to take some you know serious action against that? Even you know these rockets, they sort of come in and they kill like four four people. No, of course, like and it's it's always tricky because you know there's two sides to every story. There's probably like four sides to every story, really. Yeah. You know, there's like the reality. There's what you perceive as your reality. There's their reality, and what they perceive as their reality, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, well, usually, I'm just gonna say make a truth, a generality anyway, that like things don't happen unprovoked. Like mm-hmm. people don't like undertake acts of violence without some prov- provocation mm. you know it might be occasionally that it's somebody who's just kind of deranged or angry but again the guy's angry and he's lashing out lashing out against somebody else yeah i would say though that quite often like violent actions they're they are uh provoked but not always provoked by the victim of the violence true you know like that's that's the case all over the place with whatever like postal worker going nuts or, you're right, or you're whatever, right. you know? It's but like, I mean, I think, like, in in terms of, like, uh, countries doing that, uh, maybe, maybe... Oh, I don't know. You're on thin ice there. I think I think that quite often, like, most, most military actions throughout history have just been expansionist. Right, okay, they fine. Been, they haven't been uh, 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 provoked. It's not, I mean, like, you can always generate a cause, be like, oh, well... France attacked us, so we're gonna, you know, France said something that's anti-British, so we're gonna uh, go. True. Attack I mean, them. I think expansionism for sure is like one place, but then there's like, why would Mexico attack the United States, or why why would they like launch missiles at the United States? They can't, in the right minds, want to expand the United States, so it must be in retaliation, right? I mean, I can understand. Okay, maybe you're right. Like, maybe there's two sides of it, right? Like, one is like, there's one cause could be expansionism, mm-hmm. or like territory grabbing, or whatever. And then the, t- the other would be retaliation and the defense, like pure defense, mm-hmm. right? But the only pure pure defense they can think of is offense. But it's like it must have been that the United States provoked them to fire missiles, because people don't just like do stuff without saying this is why I do it. it- well, but what if like what if you know the uh, the guy got pissed off because he lost a job and he but what well, he really that- he really was mad at was. Uh, that you know the U.S. Uh, had a some company had a manufacturing plant in uh, in Tijuana and then they moved it to uh, Indonesia. But then the so, Mexican government wouldn't take responsibility for that. They would say this guy did it, right? They would right, like, but like say he starts a little group of uh, 
of guys who really hate the U.S. and they start uh, launching rockets. So then, so the Mexican government would be like, "Well, we're either going to like allow this to happen, or we're going to crush it." Right. So it's the Mexican government's responsibility. So yeah, and so that's where we're saying that the Palestinian government has failed in reining in their little rocket shooters. Or, but what if those guys are the Palestinian government? That's well, that's I think, and I think in that region of the world, that's the very thin line, right? Yeah. Because you have like uh, like Hezbollah in uh, in Les- Lebanon, I think. No. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. The you're saying that Hamas. Hamas is is in both Lebanon and Palestine. Right, but they're I mean they're actually part of government. Mm-hmm. I mean they have like this military um, military branch, and then they have the government branch, and no. the government branch acts like they don't know what the other guys do, and 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 for all I know they might not, you know, because no. you know to be to be honest, I don't know. I mean, there's so many different facts and different like takes on everything that I can only filter what I read, you know, and like put it into the way I think. But it's like, yeah, it's just kind of two-faced, right? It's like, you're right, like, oh, Palestinians, like the people of Palestine, please don't do this as the head of your government, please don't do this. At the same time, I'm not going to stop you. And <laughs> well, it doesn't, it we're seems being like oppressed. They so. don't have the, the, I mean, that government doesn't have the, uh, the power to enforce those things is the problem. I mean, like, I all mean, right, when Yasser Arafat was alive, he was constantly being accused of being a terrorist. Right. Yeah. And he, I mean, the thing is, like, it'd be one thing if, if he was an out of out, out of touch and powerless dictator, but he was dic- he was accused of being a terrorist because it was perceived that he actually had power, and then he was promoting these actions against Israeli people. Okay. Yeah. And I think maybe since he's passed, maybe since like on the rhetoric on the Palestinian side, the rhetoric has kind of died down. People have started taking a more sympathetic view. That like, oh, it's, it's just people like throwing like rocks and stuff only because they keep getting their land taken away. Mm-hmm. You know, if that was the case, you know, if that if that's one spin on it, you know, I mean, but at the same time, and I feel like people have been opening their eyes more and more to it because I think Israel has been meeting the uh, aggression with higher and higher pushback. Mm-hmm. You know, like remember, like three years ago or two years ago when they invaded like Lebanon. Yeah, but on you know on uh, to take up Israel's part again, it's it's like they they got a lot of rockets fired on them from they did they did Lebanon. and I think and, and one of their like soldiers was kidnapped or something like might that might have been and I think I think it's just like this um yeah when you're in in a mode of defense what do you do yeah you're gonna like basically come back with an inordinate amount of force to yeah. show that you will not be messed with well, so I, think, I mean you know and I, I'm not necessarily blaming them for that. But that that provokes more messing with. Is it's a little the bit, you know, you're in a catch twenty two kind of. It's like yeah. I see why you're, you know, you come back at it because like yeah, like if somebody attacked me or if they like came to me in the street and they like kind of like pushed me around or whatever, and especially if somebody was smaller than I would, they'd be like on the floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Woo. No, I mean, way, to, way to, like, you know, use uh, rationality and, and reason with the person there. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I, and, like, I guess the implicit part is, like, hey, dude, what's up? Like, why are you doing that? You know, I'm gonna, and he's, he keeps attacking me or, like, he's pushing me. But it's, like, mm-hmm. an, in an annoying sort of way, right? Mm-hmm. And I, you do every – I mean, and the thing is, I guess when I say that, and maybe I should have been more clear, but it's implied that you reason first – Okay. You walk I didn't, away, I didn't walk catch away that implication. No, I get uh, you're right, and you're right. That's uh, and I think that is, maybe that's part of the problem that people don't because they don't hear that part, they forget to do it themselves. Hmm. Maybe that's what it is, or maybe they don't. Maybe it's allowed that like, oh, I forgot to. I just like the guy pushed me, so I pushed back. Yeah. And especially when it comes to like physical aggression, right? You're like, well, this guy pushed me, so why am I going to bother reasoning with this guy? Right. Right. Hmm. I don't know. It's a complicated issue. Well, it makes me think of. Uh, here in San Francisco, we get the. Uh, have you seen cases of bicycle rage? 
I have actually seen cases of bifurcation. I, I can't. Uh, I'm sort of surprised. I'm, I mean, like, if I were on a bike and and someone almost ran me over, I would be angry. But to like the degree of reaction that I've seen from some cyclists around here, it's just like like people like banging on people's windows, screaming totally. like "I'm gonna kill you," you know, like all that sort of stuff. It's like, whoa, you have other problems. You know, like way beyond uh, this person, you know, coming too close to you or something like that. And people that. get really wrapped up in their causes, I think, also. You know, because it's like, yeah. really, do you think that person tried to kill you? It obviously was an accident. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, maybe, like, it, a more constructive way would be, like, hey, you know, like, nearly kill me. And then yeah. that person's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. uh, I'm, next time I, I'm always going to check my blind spot next time because, like, that was terrible. That was, like, so close to being bad. Like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But I have seen it the other way where, like, uh, like you know, the bikers, especially because there's no bike lanes in the mm-hmm. city. There's not a ton of them anyway. Yeah. And the bikers are also very aggressive. They'll be weaving and this and that like yeah. that. And they, you know, they're like, well, this is where I am and you have to give me room. You know, and some of the, some of the, it's really annoying when you're a driver because, like, you're trying to turn right and there's always bikers there in your way and stuff like that. So I've seen an argument actually happen. Like, where, yeah. like, you know, some of those girls like, well, I actually can be here. And the driver's like, but you're in my way, you know, and the biker's like, well, I could be here, like, that's what, I mean, I'm allowed to ride my bike here, and then yeah. they just start getting an argument about whether or not they can be there or not, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, it, to clear that one up, I believe the bicycle does have a right to be there, and you have to give them they totally space. Do. Yeah. They do, they do. But that doesn't justify bicycle rage. No, it doesn't. <laughs> actually, the other day I saw uh, parking rage. Oh, really? Where, like, uh, it was actually the classic, uh, I don't know if you've seen that Seinfeld episode, where... George, I think he was going to back into a spot, and then somebody pulled oh, into a yeah, spot. yeah, yeah. It was just up here um, on the road, and somebody was, like, in, they pulled and they pulled up to a spot, and they were in front of it, and they were going to back in, and somebody pulled in, head first. That's and, like, bad. And the girl got out, like, there was a, it was, like, a girl, like, I mean, like, mid-20s, maybe, in the front car, and then a dude in the back car. I didn't see how old he was, because he yeah. didn't get out. And she, like, pulled over, or she was, like, you know, and she, like, got out of her car. She's, like, excuse me, you know, like, whatever, like, you can't do this. It's like, oh, I didn't know you were pulling it, pulling into it. It's like, how was she supposed to pull into a spot, you know? <laughs> and then, I mean, I was walking down the street. I was walking further and further away. And I, I mean, I wasn't going to stop and stare or whatever. But she was really mad. And yeah. I think the last thing I heard her say was, I know where you're going to park. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a very constructive, like, you know. No, no, that's not. I, all right, here's the thing, people. When you get in an argument with someone... And the moment you resort to threats, then then uh, you lose. You know, yeah. like that's that's it. You know, you could be you could be in the right on the argument side, but you have to pursue that and show the person that you're right. And crazy. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't you don't resort to threats. Actually, honestly. you know, uh, a coworker of mine from a uh, while ago, he actually mentioned a point which is interesting. You know, once you once a, a conflict escalates to terrorism, it's almost like you can't turn back. Because, I mean, terrorism is like, when you go and blow yourself up, there is no, like, rationality, morality, calming down. There's no conversation that can ensue. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, because you guys are crazy, and you'll do whatever it takes, including blowing yourself up, to win. Mm -hmm. Right? So there's no, and and you can't, and if you reason with them, if you say, or you compromise, you say, okay, fine, you can have your way. That just means the next time. Well, they'll get what they they'll just like blow themselves right. up again or whatever. Right. And I guess it's the same thing with ransoms or kidnapping or whatever. You so, know? but Once, what's the solution then? You, I mean, like, are you talking about? Well, we then have to, uh, uh, you know, capture every 
uh, every per member of this organization or something like oh, that? Oh, I mean, it's, it's everybody loses sort of situation. No. I don't think that, I mean, I think it's like one of those tragedy of the common things, mm. you know, where it's like once somebody like goes and like there's this pot, there's this calm, or not calm, but like there's this agreement and accord between all the people using or sharing a space or living in a geography or whatever. And one person says, I need to have this thing and I need it so badly that I'm going to ruin it for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Then it's like everybody loses, right? It's just right, a tragedy right. and there's no, there's no fixing it. Hmm. I mean, it's until generations just pass or something happens, power changes or whatever, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of like that equivalent thing where, yeah, a threat, it's just like you've ruined any sort of discourse. You've mm -hmm. ruined any sort of like um, happy resolution to this thing. We can't reason. I can't convince you. You can't convince me. You know, it's just like, well, all right, I have to be a pacifist now and like let you win. Or yeah. I have to step it up and say, no, this is, I'm going to stand for what I believe in. You know, mm -hmm. and it's, it seems like it's also tough because you can't stand for what you believe in anymore. It's like, this is what I believe in. You know, like I really believe that you should only pull back into a spot like you should only back into a spot <laughs> I mean if we're gonna like you know let's draw lines let's draw lines on okay. the on uh, pile of parking all right and it's like but this guy has just like shattered anything you can't convince this person because he's like I'm not gonna listen there, there's all these reasons that maybe you should back into a spot first of all how can you even pull into a spot it's so hard to park in a, you need to back into it right yeah. I mean you, your front move your front tires move not your back tires so I think it's just easier that way right I don't I don't really know I can't it's always such a hassle when you're not even correctly or oriented in the spot to fix yourself out and like backing in is just like so natural yeah and i mean you could list all these reasons why you would do it and this guy would be like i'm not moving yeah and if you try and do this i'm gonna like key your car yeah we're gonna be like okay well you win but not because you're right it's right just, right because you're a bigger asshole right yeah. right mm. yeah i don't know I guess that then you then you wonder well I mean can you can you bring a, a an authority into that situation like a police? You can you can but I mean I think once you bring it to the point where you've made a threat and you're like you know all you could do is you make an argument mm -hmm. and then you could disagree with the reason but like somebody has to make that choice right but it's when you go like no 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 then it's like when you get an argument you always want to give that person you're arguing with a way out i feel like right yeah you know because otherwise there's no there's no way anybody can win even if you do convince them or you do win they're still wrong oh I, yeah i mean i guess the only way you can win is by convincing them which is like i don't know i've never convinced anybody in my entire life <laughs> I, it's so funny that i spent all my life arguing with people and yet nobody ever listens to me <laughs> Success. <laughs> like I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I mean, I, I hang out with people who agree with me. That's all I do. But it's like I never, I mean, like, it was like, oh yeah, you were totally right about that one thing, you know? Well, I think, I mean, no, I think you have to hold on to the. Uh, well, first, I think what I mean, if you do get into a serious argument with someone, you have to be able to analyze your position with as much criticism as you're analyzing their position. Right. And it might be the fact that both of you are wrong, but, uh, but I think that's where logic has its value. You know, because you can, if you if you can both agree on true premises, you know, and that's often the problem. It's like, yeah, oh, well, we don't right. we don't agree on these premises. Okay, we have to take a step back right. and find a a previous premise that we agree on and, and go from there. And uh, and if you do, you know, if you agree on if you can find premises you agree on, then uh, you should be able to find what's right via those premises. But uh, but I think quite often when you just get into these sorts of 
debates like the other night there was this sort of debate on and it, it really it was like you were you were arguing one thing it was, oh, it was nature versus na nurture, nature right? versus nurture but but really every it seemed like to me everybody at the the table uh who was arguing had the same point of view the real difference was your use a semantic difference your use of the word opportunity or something like that. Right. It was like you had a different definition of opportunity than they did. And as soon as you used your version of the word opportunity, they were like, no, no, no. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, you all are saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's there's not a difference here. But I think that's, I don't know. that. You know, another, I think another part of that thing is like, yeah, what, you have to agree on the same premises. Mm -hmm. But also, like, let's say for some reason, like some miraculous occurrence, I actually convinced somebody something. <laughs> Like they would have to reevaluate all the things they based off of that thing, which is I think almost a right. harder thing. Right. Right. It's like wait, but I've like lived my life, or maybe not my life, but like I've like based the last year of like you know decisions based on the fact that I right. thought this was blue, but it actually it's light blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually red. Right. Like maybe something as small as that, or maybe it's something as big as like, oh well, I was always a nurture guy, but now maybe it's nature. Uh -huh. You know, like, and it's like, oh my God, that means that this is wrong and this is wrong, and I've judged this person, and I now I can't judge them anymore. I myself have like done this thing, and I, I right. was totally wrong because I can't make a difference at but all. But that's how we make the world a better place. Well, that's that's how... you have to reevaluate yourself. Oh, I, and, and I, you I totally agree with you. you know? I, <laughs> I gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. Exactly. <laughs> Woo! Zing! <laughs> but that's the, the rough silver part. bullet. I think that's the really rough part because it just. It's almost like a, it's bigger than this particular discussion, right? Tastes great, less filling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, no, no, you are, I think you're right. You, when you do get into these sorts of arguments that people do feel kind of vehemently about, and you, uh, you, you can get to these issues where if you do uh, break it back to the premises, people can sort of have to reevaluate their lives at some times. And and that can be incredibly hard because I mean, I think it's something that, you know, when you're when you're growing up and you're like a teenager and you have these like mental breakthroughs and like, you know, so right. maybe maybe some teacher uh really showed you a different way of thinking, like you're still at a malleable point in time that you can you can handle that. I and mean, that's totally what phases are, right? Right. Like yeah. you always say, Oh, it's a phase. It's cause like, oh this guy just got a new paradigm and is like thinking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and and th but when you when you're an adult, you it's sad to say, it's a lot harder to change. And I think that I think that you you know our goal should be as adults to keep open minds and be able to change ourselves, as we as we you know come to realize that maybe what we were doing wasn't the best thing or, or right, whatever. Right. And I think really that is uh, the irony of the situation for me is that's maturity, and what. Uh, you but know it's what we, of what, yeah, yeah, what we walk around with as in quote unquote adult phase is like more stubbornness and, and right. uh, unbendingness. The more mature you get, the more stubborn you get, and yet it should be the opposite of the way. Because the more the older you get, you mean. But but maturity in in the sense of the word I'm using is, right. is well, a mental maturity. It's a strange it's a strange tying in in society of maturity and age. Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas it's not actually your maturity that you're older. Because yes, you've you've accumulated more experience, mm -hmm. but that experience you have like taken in, ingested, and output as I'm right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. See this experience? This is exactly what I'm talking about. 
Well, yeah, because you see everything through the filter of your previous experience. Right, right. right. So it's like, well. It's so funny. They're probably like, yeah, 20 people can watch, like, something go down. You know, like, maybe, like, a fight in the park or a, anything in the park, right? Like, a fight, a birthday party, a pinata, like, frisbee golf, anything, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, see, that guy is getting this thing over here. That's exactly what I'm talking about, right? That person's being selfish or that person's very giving or that person's a pushover or that yeah. person's being aggressive or yeah. whatever it is, you know? It's like it fits into your your paradigm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and it couldn't it couldn't possibly be outside your paradigm because of course you know. <laughs> and so I, I but I mean like to to be fair it sounds like we're being sort of high minded snots here. Oh totally. Uh, which you know that's part of our our show, but uh but to be fair like I think that you know that's that's something that we personally should work on as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I mean. Yeah, it's funny because, like, yeah, like, who am I, Socrates, to go around telling people, like, <laughs> you should change the way you think, buddy, you know? <laughs> it's like... Well, no, I think the I think the goal is to be more uh, to be more Socratic and be more self-analytical before you get definitely, into these. Definitely, like, why am I doing this? I'm like, why are you doing that? And is that cool? Are we cool? Whatever, yeah. you know? Are we keen? Then maybe we wouldn't be firing. I keep firing these rockets into Mexico. Thinking that it'll uh, it'll you know cause some change, but it, apparently maybe that's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's also you know a little bit of uh, doing to others. Maybe? Yes, I like that one. The golden rule. Because it's 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 easy to like uh, that. That would be a great beer slogan. You buy for oh, others. Oh, that yeah. is a good beer slogan. Do unto others as you would have them oh, do unto you. Golden, you know, if we golden rule beer. Well, if it was before <laughs> Coors, we could have been from Golden, Colorado. Oh yeah, but Coors is bad. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it was before Coors, sorry Coors, Coors you lose the beer war. If it was before Coors, it could have been in Golden, Colorado, practicing the Golden Rule. Yeah. And it could could have been like, yeah, oh dude, like you're at a bar and like maybe like, they've done it already, but. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. And like oh, there's a woman there, it's like, I'm just doing on the others. You want a drink? <laughs> <laughs> or it'll be like the the bros at the like the football game doing on the others. Who wants a round, you know, yeah. and then like and then it's like, Hey, it's my turn for a round. Find me something and then he gets into a big fight, you know, that's Yeah. Yeah. And you're all drunk, so you know that's the way it's gonna go, right? <laughs> and then they drew, drop the beer cans in the river while they're rafting. Oh man, simpler times. Yeah. Simpler times call for simpler measures. Uh, that would be a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we call it? Yeah. All right. This has been the Irregular Search for Truth. Thanks for listening. Oh, you can email us at uh, irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com. How's, uh, how's that mailbag doing this week? Uh, I don't think we get any emails. Oh, we got one. Uh, <laughs> that was two weeks ago. But thanks, thanks for the email, guys. But uh, keep it up. Irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. Thank you very much. Bye.